give them a carb. It's yeah. okay to give them carbs. We're choosing because she's getting a pretty good variety elsewhere in her diet. Yeah. Um, to just not use any processed carbs in her lunchbox. So, I mean, she's going to get like a wrap. She's probably not going to get, we don't really have a lot of sliced bread in this yeah. house, but. And also, I mean, we're still giving her at least two meals. You know, I mean, we'll oh, technically yeah. with the her lunch other three. meals yeah. that she eats, we have, we, she right. eats toast in the morning. Yeah. Or we'll do burgers at night sometimes. Yeah. She gets plenty of those other things. It's more of giving her those nutrient-dense options that are going to fill in the holes. Yeah. So my my last big takeaway that I think is super important, and this is really the one that I think would benefit even adults. You save the best for last. Save the best for last. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We have a uh, some food for thought on this week's episode. You see what I did there? I saw what you did there. Because we're going to talk to talk about a very important meal, a specific type of meal, actually. For school lunches. We're going back to school, mm-hmm. even though school just got out. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ella is uh, going to summer daycare, and she just started a new well, school. she's going to preschool. S- excuse me, pre-summer session preschool. And uh, she has uh, gone to a new school now, and uh, we are back in charge of providing lunches for most of the days, I should say. Um so we are uh, going to go into the topic of school lunches, maybe talk about the importance of school lunches, and maybe give uh, some uh, details on what we have been having to find in order to make her lunches. Learnings. Yeah. Learnings, yeah. if you will. About making her lunches on a regular basis. Before we jump into that, we want to thank you guys for tuning in this week. Uh, any, this week and every week. Uh, we see the download numbers go up. So thank to you guys for listening and for sharing the podcast. If you haven't done so already, you can share the podcast with a friend. Super easy. You can just text them a link um, from Apple Podcasts or from uh, our website, addictedtofitness.lipson.com. Um, also, another way for else uh, another way to help us uh, basically reach more listeners is to give us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. So let's jump into training recaps. How was your training this week? It was a bit of touch and go. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't get great quality sleep towards the beginning of the week, but I did get some early kind of hit workout in um, yoga and then I rounded out the week by doing some some mm-hmm. spinning which is always enjoyable so uh, I think this this week was a weird week you know we had yeah. a holiday holiday we had visitors. a lot going on yep. we had visitors we also may have binged the first volume of Stranger <laughs> Things may have. after Ella <laughs> went to bed, which those 
episodes are long. They're so much longer than they used to be. And I'm not able to like go to bed and not know what happened. So like sometimes we had to watch a bit of the following episode and then watch like friends because those are those are dark episodes. I'm yeah, just gonna say it. Yeah, I, mean, I couldn't <laughs> fall asleep either. Yeah. yeah, it took you all three minutes. Yeah, instead no, of one. I mean that's probably two minutes longer than normal. Yeah, um, but yes, I agree. That was that was enjoyable. I did love those. We we haven't binged a season in a long time. We haven't had so anything that we, we were both that yeah, interested exactly. in. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, we've we watched The Office and Friends thirty seven times, but yes. you know anything new is uh, it's usually not on our radar. But that was fun. Um, but I don't think I could handle doing that all the time. Like I said, I think, uh, <laughs> like I said, the week was a little bit weird, but uh, you got your couple Pelotons in, maybe some, I think, did you get some yoga in this week? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit here and there, right? I said yoga, so, hit right. workout. Perfect. So that's good. I think that was an improvement. I think last week was probably your low energy week for sure. Yeah. But then, so you bounced back a little bit this week, like, even though it was a shortened and sort of screwy week. So... I had a good week also. Got to two jujitsu classes this week, which is the first I've done that in a long time. Um, but also got some lifts, some Peloton, um, and some uh, good stretching. And I also went and got a massage this week, which was, you know, very necessary since my stretching and uh, massage gun lady was out of town. So it was a good recovery week, recovery week for me. Got to go to the sauna once this week also. Nice. So it was uh, lots of a very comprehensive week for me. Lifting, cardio, jujitsu, and recovery. Oh, gosh. So I'm feeling, feeling pretty good, feeling productive this week. Yeah, you got a lot in. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are in need of some possibly some uh, help in regards to the workout aspect of your your uh, movement, uh, please feel free to contact us at the ATF Podcast or the ATF podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I can create you a workout plan and provide it through the Tampa Strength app. Uh, it is complete with basically a whole written out program you access via the app and every exercise has the prescribed number of sets and reps and an exercise video to go along with it. So if you guys are interested in that, contact us through Instagram at the ATF podcast or email the ATF podcast at gmail.com. And you don't even have to be local here. No. To take advantage because it's an app. Uh-huh. Ah. I know. And Shannon's going to be offering some services soon, I'm sure, as she makes her way through her health. Which, which portion, what portion we are in now? Meditation. Meditation. That's what I I'm am saying. a health coach. She's but now I'm coach. on to meditation. Chopra Institute, certified health coach, and soon to be meditation. Yes. Specialist. Certified meditation instructor. Instructor. Okay. There we go. For primordial sound. Whoa, primordial sound. We should talk about that in the future. Yeah, I agree. I I don't don't even think I know what that means. So I'm interested in learning more. So on to the main topic of discussion, the main course, if you will. Well, and here's here's the interesting thing. I know that we're going through our own little like um adjustment that's like bringing school lunches top of mind but when I started doing some searching and I actually do remember hearing about this I started I started like looking up school lunches and stuff and apparently school lunches is a very big topic around the country right now yeah because of the government vouchers Mm -hmm. that 
they haven't approved yet. Yeah, it's like for summer. Set to expire at the end of this month. Yeah, so that is I think school lunches in general are are on a lot of people's minds. So right. if you have kids that you know you're having to pack lunches for this summer, then this is gonna be super on point. You might even be able to share some wisdom with us. Please do, by the way. <laughs> but if you don't, then these are some tips you might actually be able to apply to your own. Yeah, and I think self and what you or like, in the future. That's a really good point. Like you said, I think um, one thing that I learned, kind of looking through school lunches, kind of like you did too, is that the importance of school lunches. I mean, mm-hmm. I found an article that they did a study, um, basically. I think it was for 15 years between 2003 and 2018 that the best nutritional quality food was found at schools. Kids were receiving the best food as far as nutritional quality from school. Like the even higher than grocery stores, way higher than restaurants and uh, other like entertainment venues, as you can imagine, but even higher than grocery stores, the nutritional quality was highest at school because they had to focus the 2010. Apparently there's a federal uh, federal program starting in 2010 that required kids to be getting whole grains, fruits and vegetables, green vegetables, and minimizing things like sugary drinks and things like that. And they were providing most kids with meals at school. And a lot of kids, this mm-hmm. was a huge portion of, of the meals they received on a regular basis. Okay. So like, the average kids getting these meals, this was like the best nutrition yeah. they're getting in their life. Mm-hmm. Now, it only accounted for about 10% of their daily, their, their, I think they were saying their, 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 um, their, uh, yearly calories. So it only, uh, only accounted for 10%, they said, but it was very higher, higher quality at schools. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. School lunches have changed. A lot yeah. since our day, I think. Yeah. I mean, they still have a lot of the same things that I think most people remember yes. from their school lunches, hot dogs, tater tots, you pizza. know, pizza, things like that. But I think, like Again, I said, the there's been initiatives to get the the more things like whole grains and fruits and vegetables in it. So and I think yeah. that's what we're trying to, um, I guess including our daughter in Ellis food, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we have just a little background. If you're not a regular listener, we have a four and a half year old girl. Um, and she was raised very much in terms of like, she was child led weaning or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. Um, already forgotten. It's yeah. not been that long it's and so somehow long. I've already forgotten. Um, but we really tried to expose her to a very large variety of food early on. We sent her when she first started going to like the daycare school that she's been in for the last four years. The teachers commented like, holy cow, she eats foods that I've never even tried before. You know, we were sending her to school with like chickpea curry (laughs) and pesto and just like all these different hummus, things. Yeah. yeah, hummus cakes and things. Yeah. I mean, definitely things that um probably not the standard. And we just 
really like trying food and we felt like that was a part of something that we wanted her to value. And we did that for, I mean, she was in that classroom. What? The very first one. Like when, when did we stop? When did we stop bringing in lunches and she started getting school lunch? I mean, she was probably couldn't have been. I mean, she was eight months when she went there first, when she first went. So maybe six months, maybe she was a year and a half. Yeah. I can't remember. Like it wasn't said, it time, wasn't a super long time. Right. I think when she left that classroom, her first classroom, that was when she started the school lunches. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. And we were I mean, I can't remember you being a bit horrified because you're like, they serve them like packaged carbs like five times a day. Yeah. And the thing is, we talked to some other people that we know and kind of compared notes on school lunches back then. And they're like, actually, the menu that that place has is pretty impressive right. and is above and beyond what, you know, a lot of these other schools have. And I mean, we kind of, I think that kind of calmed us down, but. It also introduced, you know, they eat in packs in schools, essentially. Like, kids just do things in packs. They're pack animals. And whatever, if she had picky people in her class, Ella learned picky habits from them. And then she's gone through phases where, you know, she doesn't want any of her food touching. She doesn't want anything combined. There's just some things that we've tried with her. Like, the kid does not like sandwiches. Yeah. Which is, like, granted, we never gave her sandwiches. It shouldn't surprise us. Mm. We never really gave her that many sandwiches when she was, you know, first learning to eat. Mm -hmm. And so I guess we only have ourselves to blame. But she doesn't like sandwiches. And it's like. That's all that I grew up eating for school lunch. Oh, yeah. So we really had to, when we found out we were going to be going back to lunches and making them for her, it was it was a wake-up call because it's like, oh, my gosh, we have to re-educate ourselves. Yeah. We have to go back and, like, think about, you know, the foods we want her to eat, knowing we have no real control over what she's actually going to eat and that they still i mean schools still do for a lot of reasons um they still do give kids mostly carbohydrates sometimes Mm -hmm. like a fat or you know like a fat protein cheese Mm -hmm. or yogurt or something for a snack but it's it's limited you know, it's mostly in the carb family, yeah, which is good for their growth. That's sort of something I've had to come around to is understanding children's nutrition needs are different than adults and they're growing like little weeds. Mm-hmm. So they actually really need carbs in their diets to grow. And that's one of the reasons they probably love them so much. Right. And like you said, I think she goes through phases. Not only is she yeah. learning phases from her classmates, but even her growth phases. We can tell, like when she's, like, she's 
eats like a bird, for lack of better terms, where she's just kind of pecking and stuff here and there. Yeah. And then there's times where it's like she eats the whole plate before we even get it, you know, we're sitting down. She's so Oh, yeah, hungry. she'll eat more food than us. Yeah. So or, and, or at least and, me. And it's like some days it's just like she eats three meals before lunch. It's like ridiculous. So you can tell kind of kind of what phase she is in, like both kind of, you know, I think her body, like her growth phases and, Physically, you know, her mentally, yeah, yeah. mentally. Yep, exactly right. So it's, it is, it, it is complex to say yes. at least. Yes. So you've, I know you were doing some research today about different options for, um, you know, healthier lunches, which we always want to try to, um, I think, um, to give her. So what did you find? So really, you know, what we've found, and this goes back to what we've done with her before, but it was really kind of re-educating. I actually, I went on to my Pinterest page, which oh, that's dangerous. I have not been on in like three years. I don't know exactly what caused. You know what it was? Actually, I do know why. When I left full time office, like full time in the office, mm-hmm. I stopped using Pinterest. Probably because I had to use it for work, so it was always up. But I just, I stopped, I stopped using Pinterest like three, what is it, three and a half years ago. And I got on my Pinterest page and it was like opening an old beloved book. I had all these things saved there because, I mean, I didn't know that we were going to have to that we were going to have her going to school lunches when we did. So I was preparing this. I was training for this wow. for a while, like since we got her into a school and I got to kind of brush all that off again. One of the things that I think we both like is that a lot of lunch boxes now that they have for kids, there are a lot of those bento boxes, mm-hmm. which is the boxes with the separated compartments in them. But then they are like leak proof sealed, like the, the kid ones, which is really handy. And it's just a nice way to break up food options. Mm-hmm. Um, we've quickly learned after just, you know, a week of Ella being in, in her new school that she doesn't eat half the damn food that we give her and we're giving her way too much. And the things that she's not eating are like the really, I mean, like they're like the plant-based foods, the, the fruits and the veggies and even like the nuts and stuff. Yeah. She'll eat her main portion, but then she won't eat the sides that we're packing. And I'm like, I think both of us, it's been a pet peeve. We've talked about it on our podcast before. We hate wasting food. Mm -hmm. And I especially hate wasting produce. Like, breaks my heart. Um, So to see this food coming home. Yeah. And she's not even, like, she's maybe had, like, three blueberries and maybe one carrot, and it's like, oh, my gosh. We really try to avoid – I'll tell you the things that we still stand by, like we are trying to avoid prepackaged things, processed things, um, added sugar items, because we know she's getting that elsewhere. You know, they do give the kids some treats in class. I think she – 
you know, when people have a birthday or something, she came home with like a little like yogurt covered granola bar. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're getting, she's getting that elsewhere. I just want her to have some other options available. And so kind of talking through and learning just in this, this short amount of time, we're sticking with the the bento boxes, but we also, I got on and I ordered another one and I got one that has a thermos oh. because a lot of the bento boxes, like there's a lot that are just plastic and yeah, it'll hold your food temperature somewhat, but it's not like you can put, you know, leftovers in there with like, it's not going to really keep your warm stuff warm, your cold stuff cold. Uh-huh. So this one actually has a little thermos that you can put like a cup of soup or you can put pasta or, or even like put yogurt in it and Mm. have it be cooled. And like, you know, it's like a double walled thermos. So it's going to hold the temp. Mm -hmm. And that option, I feel like unlocks a lot more for us and things that are going to be a good balance because she actually does really love soup. Yep. That's something. Chickpea curry, like you mentioned She earlier. loves, uh, yeah, she loves chickpea curry. You know, there's, there's certain things, um, regular pesto pasta, she likes that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's definitely items I think that we've learned she does really gravitate towards still. Um, but I think there's like a bit of peer pressure with the kids. I'm sure... You know, nobody's like, oh, can I trade you a carrot stick? You know, nobody cares about that. So the big things are, you know, having having some versatility with like your lunch boxes. So we'll have two lunch boxes. One of them will have a thermos so we can use it for that kind of purpose. Yep. Um, And also less food. Like, if you see that your child is not eating as much food, don't continuously give and waste a lot of food. And this is, I mean, kids do like variety, but I would say on the average, unless we know Ella's been eating a lot more food than usual, like she's going through a gross part, she's just going to pick. She's going to pick at things. She's going to get distracted. I mean, she is very much like... You know, food is fuel for her. And unless it's a favorite food of hers and she's got nothing else to distract her, like if it's mac and cheese and she's just sitting at home, she will happily sit down and eat a good good helping of mac and cheese. Yeah. Otherwise, good luck. So I think it's about giving her nutrient-dense food, but giving her just two or three options and then that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of giving, like, I'm sorry, but Pinterest has ruined some parents in terms of food expectations for school lunches. I get why some people do have to make the food into cute little shapes and stuff. And if you love doing that, more power to you. It's not going to be, like, the gold standard for most people, though. Like, just getting food in the lunchbox, I think, is the the really goal that's ultimate goal (laughs) but it's going to be getting like nutrient dense food into that lunchbox that i think is going to be our focus and like really instead of 
I think she's got five compartments. Is this the new in, one? In the old one. Old one. Like yeah, the, yeah. the original, we have like a bento kid box. It's thin. It's got like all the little compartments. They're all small ish yeah. in size. Um, it's great for like, like quick meals on the go, cold meals on the go. But there's so many little compartments. And I'm like, I've been filling up all these little compartments and she's not eating it. Yeah. So I'm not going to fill up all the damn compartments anymore. And it's, that's not going to happen. Like she's going to get three compartments instead of five. Mm -hmm. And sometimes she may find a treat in there. Probably most of the time, not, you know, like she might get a really good piece of chocolate, but I will say, and we've talked, we've also talked about this. If you know us, if you've listened to us for a long time, <sighs> peanut butter is a staple mm -hmm. in this household. Nick, I think, would have considered force feeding me peanut butter when if I was pregnant willing, yeah. if I weren't willing. Yeah, that's to do absolutely it. right. <laughs> because he was so adamant. She's like, he's like, we have to expose her early yeah. and frequent and like. Yeah. Get that in there so she doesn't have an allergy. He's like, if she has a peanut allergy, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. <laughs> Thankfully, we didn't run into that. Even our pediatrician was like, yes, the studies show yeah. if you expose them earlier early on, age, yeah. um, there's a better chance they're not going to develop that allergy. Yeah. One of the first solid foods she ate were like the yeah. peanut butter cheese doodle thing. Yeah, those, peanut little, butter doodle. <laughs> those little peanut butter like rice puffs. Yeah. Um, Bombas. Corn puff, yeah. Yeah. So we are using, like we, and the school is a nut-friendly environment. Mm -hmm. They have, there's actually a kid in her class that has a peanut allergy. Doesn't sound like it's that that sensitive. Like she has to ingest it. Yeah. There so you mean some, in the same room with it. There, Yeah. There are some kids that have it so bad they can't even be in the same room. Um, and this this kid sounds like she is super well-trained. Yeah. Uh, so we're very fortunate. Yeah. The last place, there was no tree nuts of any kind, not even a coconut, not even bring in coconut. Nope. Um, no go. Like, wasn't even allowed in the school. So, I mean, that... It's it is limiting. We have options with nuts. I love nuts. We know, know. this. Yeah, I know. I mean, Ella, I think likes them. I just have to. We have to play around with the nut options. But I mean, she definitely likes peanut butter. She loves peanut butter. Um, she says she likes almonds. Yeah, I think she likes toasted almonds, which yeah. we don't have. We have all, right. all raw raw nuts. Um, but yeah, so. That's really going to be, those are like our big sort of takeaways that we've learned. And it's to not, not think about it as in you have to have 10 things in their lunchbox. Right. Like as long as you get in a protein, get in some plant-based things in there, whether that's fruits, vegetables, nuts, whatever. And Think about things that are really nutrient dense, you know, like give them a carb. It's yeah. okay to give them carbs. We're choosing because she's getting 
a pretty good variety elsewhere in her diet. Yeah. Um, to just not use any processed carbs in her lunchbox. So, I mean, she's going to get like a wrap. She's probably not going to get, we don't really have a lot of sliced bread in this yeah. house, but. Like, and also, I mean, we're still giving her at least two meals. You know, I mean, well, oh, technically yeah. with the her lunch, other three. meals yeah. that she eats, we have, we, she right. eats toast in the morning. Yeah. Or we'll do burgers at night sometimes. Yeah. She gets plenty of those other things. It's more of giving her those nutrient-dense options that are going to fill in the holes. Yeah. So my my last big takeaway that I think is super important, and this is really the one that I think would benefit even adults. You save the best for last. Save the best for last. Mm-hmm. Meal plan. I don't even I don't even know how many times we've said those words on this podcast meal plans so important we flew by the seat of our pants for ella's first week and i mean there was some mornings where i'm like i don't know i don't know what to put in here i don't even know what we have i sat down the good news is that because of pinterest and yes use pinterest it's actually a good resource look up in some of those many, many little pins that exist for ideas and inspiration. Don't feel like you have to copy them. You don't need to make sure your watermelon is in the shape of a little fish. You don't have to cut your bread into hearts. But just look at the different like groupings of food and those that are most nutrient-dense and consider those as your inspiration. And honestly, I think like it really worked when you're looking at planning out five days. We plan out her breakfast and her dinners already. Mm. That's what we do standard for us. Now her lunches are planned in there and I can see a full glance at what she's being offered every day. Yeah. And that is a really great thing because I can say, well, we'll give her eggs for lunch this day because we're not giving her eggs for breakfast. And she's got no other like bready kind of carbs. So maybe this day we pack her, we give her like some little bread snack rounds or something to go with her her lunch. Mm -hmm. It's really, I think that's the best thing we can do for ourselves but also for kids is just to keep an eye on what they have access to and making sure I personally love the kind of eat the rainbow sort of tip. Mm -hmm. I think that the more colors you can get, the better. Um, Sometimes like when you look at your plate or you look at like a lunchbox and everything is white, take a step back. Take a pause and replace one of the white things with something a bit more colorful. Mm-hmm. It's going to do everybody good. Well, that's great. I think that's some great info. I think, like you said, everybody from parents making lunches or people making lunches for themselves can yeah. use and benefit from. So I would say I'm pumped to make lunches this coming week. And another thing that's got me pumped is the next section of the podcast.
that we have titled What's God's Pumped? It's just too many pumps. Never too many pumps. <laughs> too many pumps, hey, man. Never yeah, you don't have to be quite as explicit with the pumps. So, uh, what's got me pumped this week? What's got you pumped? Is I bought new clothes, which is rare. Real, is a real so milestone. Uh, someone was telling me that my uh, shorts, uh, <laughs> I, uh, it's essentially are my work clothes. Um, <laughs> I was wearing to the gym were uh, looking a little ratty tatty. I think my exact words were, you have a hobo butt. Ah, hobo butt. Because the back of your shorts were like rubbed on the butt cheeks. Right. Visibly rubbed. That was from the turf at the gym. I'm glad to hear. Nothing else. I'm glad to hear that's what it was. So (laughs) went to and got some new um, shorts for work. Um, Some other shorts for casual, casual wear. Um, but my the the shorts, the kind of the active gym shorts, have liners already sewn into them, which is so awesome. I don't know if anybody's seen these type of uh, shorts, because uh, I, I you know uh, normal I would say kind of gym shorts, just regular gym shorts, especially if you work at a gym uh, or work out frequently. Compression shorts are a must. You need to everybody. Uh, Hopefully everybody's seen the Friends episode. Yes, you don't want to expose uh, the boys to every to unwilling uh, viewers because I you mean that's assault. Let's be serious. Other yeah. people to exactly. your privates. Yes, exactly. So uh, compression shorts are a must, and uh, so but these shorts already have the compression shorts. Compression shorts already sewn right into them. So boom, best of both worlds. Don't have to wear two separate pieces of clothing. I like to um, think of them as man spanks. Man spanks. Thank you. Yes. I uh, hug and keep it all tucked right. in. Yeah, it keeps everything, uh, uh, especially what, depending on what type of exercises you're, exercises you're doing, you keep everything uh, very uh, snug, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> so that's what's got me pumped, the snugness. It's got me pumped. What about you? What's got you pumped? Not your finger in my <laughs> face, that's for sure. Um, there's a reason we don't video this, folks. It's just <laughs> some things you just wouldn't want to see. Um, actually, what's got me pumped is that I know we've talked about Peloton a lot, I know you hear it a lot, but it really has become and has been probably the longest. Um, like fitness system or like offering that I've ever stuck with in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, we were definitely one of the first people we knew with a Peloton long before there were stores in the mall where you could go try them out. Uh, and ever since then, I've really admired how they've sort of taken lesser common, you know, less common things and made them just really acceptable to the mainstream and very visible. There's something happening at Peloton. There's something in the water because lately there have been a lot of coaches, a lot of fitness instructors at Peloton who are pregnant. And I'm sorry, but like when I was pregnant 
and I was going to like yoga classes and things, there were not that many prenatal yoga classes. Mm. There were not many prenatal fitness classes. Like you got weird looks if you went to a gym pregnant. Yeah. You got, you know, kind of the instructor going, "Mm, I think you should sit down for this part. And it's like, no, I'm good. And there's just, there's, there's been a lack of understanding about prenatal fitness. Mm -hmm. And I think Peloton is helping maybe not normalize it in like, you know, the way that it probably should be, but their coaches, these are people who are very healthy and fit anyways, they're still doing the workouts and not every one of them is handling exactly the same. You can tell that some, you know, they're not, they're not sticking with their hardcore training that they've been doing. Some are modifying Mm -hmm. like one of my favorite instructors. I love her. Jess King. She just, it's like getting on a bike and having a therapy session and also listening to a motivational speaker in a 30 minute class. It's fantastic. She's pregnant now and I can tell she has taken a little step down in terms of the intensity of her workouts. Mm-hmm. I still like, she still can kick your butt on that bike, but like, um, Robin Arson, who's like the head of all of their phys- physical programming and everything. I think she's like a vice president at Peloton. Now she was intense during her pregnancy. And I mean, I was like, Oh, I couldn't do that. Like, she she was going on that bike hard, like pretty much until she popped. And then she was back down to looking like she was ready to run an ultra marathon. Mm-hmm. Not all of the instructors, you can tell they're all taking it a little different. They're offering more prenatal classes with these as these instructors want to offer them. And I just think that's amazing. Like that is so exciting to see that for a, I mean, almost a year of your life, you have to figure out how to change your fitness. And now there's these people in a very mainstream format that are delivering you more options. They've got a yoga teacher that's pregnant. They've got a spin coach that's pregnant. I think they've got two spin coaches that are pregnant. Um, I mean, there's been like a bunch of announcements in the Peloton family recently where they've all come out and said, Hey, guess what? We're pregnant. Mm. So I just thought that that was, it was like all in the last few weeks I've noticed it. And I was just so appreciative that they're not hiding those people away and that they're offering a variety of programming because it's available. You know, they're, those women are going to be able to offer really solid sound perspective. I think that's just, it's, it's exciting to see. Wow. It's definitely got me pumped. Cool. That is cool. And like I said, we've been using Peloton for a long time. So, and they've been going through a lot of changes as of late. So literally. I mean, they raised their prices physically. and I'm, I'm not really offended by it because 
I feel like it's pretty worth it. Yes, I know. We've definitely got our money's worth. So that's what's got us pumped. And we're pumped to be making lunches again for Ella, I'm sure. And, you know. and so hopefully you guys were pumped for this episode. <laughs> um, if you are, leave us a rating and review. Share the Apple or sh- leave a rating and review in the Apple Podcast or your preferred podcast app. Share the podcast with a friend and contact us uh, at, on Instagram, the ATF Podcast, or via email the ATF podcast at gmail.com if you want any more information about the podcast or the workout plans that we can offer. Um, anything else for tonight? No, but if you have anything else as a listener of the show, we have in the past done interviews, product reviews, challenges. I mean, we kind of cover it all. So if there is something new you want us to explore, a study to dive into, product to test, let us know. Agree? This has been another edition of the Addictive Fitness Podcast. We'll check you next time. Bye. For all things Addictive Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at the ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes Store. Thanks.